Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Let's get started with the news that Liverpool and the other Premier League clubs are in talks with the Premier League, with FIFA, with the FA, to try and get this ban that's been imposed on the likes of Fabinho and Alisson Becker overturned. Liverpool are joined by Leeds and Man City and the other clubs involved in this who would be affected. Manchester United, of course, as well with Fred, though they might be quite happy if Fred misses a game or two. Uh, but the clubs are trying to get this overturned. They believe that the Premier League should stand and fight the corner for them, which is fair. The Premier League should really be standing up to FIFA, who don't really have any jurisdiction over them at this point. The hope will be that a resolution can be reached today or tomorrow and allow the players to play at the weekend. Now, while it's bad for us, we do still have Cuevin Kelleher who can step in and goal, and we have Jordan Henderson and Thiago who could play that number six position. It's worse for Man City, who will lose Ederson and Gabriel Jesus. Now, they don't own another striker, but they got by last year without another striker, so they'll be fine in that regard. But in the goalkeeping position, Zach Steffen has COVID. So... As things stand, their goalkeeper for this weekend will be Scott Carson. Now, Scott Carson is 36 years of age, looks 46 years of age. He has played in the last three years, sorry, the last two years plus the start of this season. He has played one competitive game, played a Premier League game last season. When the league was already wrapped up, he came on against, he played against Newcastle. Um, that was his first Premier League appearance in 10 years. He had been a championship player and he played in Turkey for a couple of years for a long, long time. The last time he played in the Premier League before that was with West Brom back in 2011. Not ideal for City going into a game against Leicester. So it's worse for them than it is for us. I think we've got a stronger situation, even though we are without Bobby. We probably will be without Harvey. I think we're without Tacky. James Milner's still out. It's not ideal for Liverpool to be without Fabinho and Alisson, but we should be able to overcome that issue against Leeds. Leeds haven't had the best start of the season. They don't look quite the machine they became last season. A little bit unsure of themselves, lacking rhythm. And without Rafinha, without the, that would be without their best player. Calvin Phillips is still brilliant, but Rafinha is the best player in that team. Uh, Melissa Reddy has been the one kind of reporting on the story. So keep an eye on her Twitter. And let's see if anything comes from it. She said last night, no resolution yet, but there's growing confidence that the players will be allowed to f uh, feature for their clubs 
following discussions with the Premier League, FIFA, the FA and the government. Because remember, it's the government's fault that this is happening. It's the government who created the red zone list. It's the government that mandate the 10-day quarantine. It's the government's decision that forced the club's hands. So hopefully they involve themselves and a resolution is found. Jumping around the rest of the uh, Liverpool journalists, Ian Doyle has a piece up about uh, Liverpool signing Christian Ziga. If you remember Christian Ziga, we signed him from Middlesbrough having tapped him up. We got ourselves in a bunch of trouble. He was hugely rated. He'd been a tremendous left-back prior to joining us. He had played for the German national team at the 96 Euros and was outstanding. He'd been brilliant for Bayern. He'd played a couple of years at Milan. He'd been at Middlesbrough. And we got him at 28. So we got him bang in the middle of his prime. And for whatever reason, it just did not work out in our favour. Um, one season is all he lasted, 16 games in the league, and we sold him on to Tottenham. He did okay. A shame, because he should have been a lot better. 32 games in all competitions, but he would go on to Spurs. He had one good season Spurs, and he's had a lot of injury problems. And he was retired in 2005. That'll be a good piece from uh, Ian. Give that one a read. Uh, not much from Neil Jones at the moment. Uh, he's got a piece up about goalkeeping crises, I think, at City. No, he's sorry, he's a piece up about the the issue with the Brazilians. So check that one out. Uh, Simon Hughes, a Liverpool journalist, but not this piece is not Liverpool-related. If you are a subscriber to The Athletic, though, this is must-read. He's done a deep dive on... Football's unspoken problem with sleeping pills, it's astonishing. It's eye-opening. It's a must-read piece. If you are a subscriber to The Athletic, go and give that one a read. If you're not, find someone who is and ask them to send you screenshots. It's brilliant. It's well worth your time. Um, James Pierce then is still arguing the case for Allison, and he is a piece up on The Athletic about Luis Suarez's debut for Liverpool and kind of how he, how he arrived at Liverpool, how the deal happened, and the teammates' kind of reaction to them signing Suarez. Well worth your time. Really, really good. And obviously Suarez was, was incredible. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen it. I assume most people have seen it. On the side of the Sandin, They've put up a Stephen Gerrard mural. Uh, John Culshaw, C-U-L-S-H-A-W, at John Culshaw 8 on Twitter, is responsible for it. It is absolutely incredible. It is by far the best mural I've ever seen of a footballer. It's a phenomenal piece of art. And looking at his Twitter profile, he just creates extraordinary pieces. Well worth your while giving him a follow. Go on and have a look. If you live in Liverpool... I highly recommend going down and having a look at that because that is that is sensational artwork. Absolutely phenomenal. And John, give him a follow on Twitter. Let him know that it's that it's good. It is absolutely outstanding work. Uh on Anfield sorry, this is Anfield. Um there's the piece about a German journalist adding weight to the Jude Bellingham to Liverpool transfer rumours. Paul Joyce 
kind of set the cat among the pigeons somewhat, saying that Liverpool were expected to have significant interest and would pursue him uh, next summer should he become available. Now, I don't think he will become available. I think he'll be 2023. But Patrick Berger, not that one. The journalist for Sport 1, he's come out and said that Liverpool have also shown interest in him. So the Bellingham one will be one to keep an eye on. I don't expect anything will come from it, not next summer anyway. Um, But maybe long term. There's also a piece about the kit. Now, I don't like the new yellow kit, I have to say. But the pieces regarding can a Liverpool classic kit ever be born in the age of Nike templates? And I think it's absolutely spot on to suggest that it's unlikely because all the kits by all the manufacturers, bar Adidas, seem to just be really lazily designed these days. I mentioned a couple of days ago the idea from Dave Davis about getting some of these really talented influence, not influence is the wrong word, but these really talented designers who create their own version of the kit, the concept kit, get them involved and let's see what's actually capable because it must be said, Nike, Puma, there's no... Nike and Puma, boring, all the same. I think the New Balance ones that I've seen, they're all very much the same, just different colours, the same design. It wouldn't be for me. I just think Nike are very, very lazy in the design. We we had better kits with New Balance, is all I can really say. I know the Nike is the Nike thing is iconic and it's a bigger brand and all that kind of stuff, but We'll wait and see from the accounts whether it's having the desired effect, whether we're actually making more money now than we were off off the New Balance deal. But the kits, the kits aren't as good. They really aren't as good. And even the coloration, like the red in the home kit, is not as nice as the red that we were using a couple of years ago. Um, on the main site, there is a video with Virgil detailing his road to recovery. Always good to listen to the big man talk about what he's been through and how he's feeling and how the knee is. Liverpool.com have a bunch of of articles up. Very prolific website. Uh, Liverpool's model faces toughest examination yet with the current group. The Reds have been extraordinarily successful at moving players on for big sums, but, you know, as we expect, that may come to an end. Uh, Liverpool and Barcelona role reversal needed for a Pedri move. There will be no Pedri move. He won't leave Barcelona. Uh, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp would be damaged by Arsene Wenger's FIFA World Cup plan. Wenger is backing the idea of a World Cup every two years. I just, I hate the idea. I absolutely hate the idea. There's actually quite a lot of stuff on the website. There's a piece about Joe Gomez, a piece about Harvey Elliott. Uh, there's a piece entitled FSG or te- sending Liverpool towards a last dance scenario. Some of these aren't new. Some of these are older pieces, but they're well worth your while giving them a read. Curtis Jones has the ability to fill Jordan Henderson's boots at Liverpool. Curtis obviously has a substantial amount of natural ability, more than more natural ability than Jordan Henderson has. It's just a matter of harnessing it correctly. On AnfieldIndex.com, Stephen Smith, as always, another excellent piece. How Liverpool's left wing evolved. Well worth your time 
giving it a read. Really, really good piece. Runs through the last you know, 35, 40 years of what our left wing has looked like. And um, it's really, really good. Well worth your while. Uh, Podcast-wise, on the free side, there is the latest edition of the Main Anfield Index podcast, episode 298. And the new Ken 7 podcast is also up. Uh, the Arlarses are back with a Leeds preview. Gav, Paul, Simon, uh, sorry, Gav, Paul, Steve and Eddie uh, look back over the first three games, the lack of signings, the contract, the contract extensions, the emergence of Harvey Elliott, Virgil's form and a look ahead at Leeds. So well worth your while giving that a read. On the Anfield Index Pro side of things, it's obviously a couple of scouts from the weekend. There is the new rival recon and we are recording uh, scouted today, myself and Carl, with the preview of Leeds. So that will be up this evening, so you can give that a listen as well. And there's more to come tomorrow, and then obviously we'll have Raw and such over the weekend. That is basically it for today, folks. Naby Keita is back in Liverpool safe and sound, which is obviously very good news, uh, so we can rest easy. Whether he'll be ready to play this weekend or not remains to be seen. But at least he didn't get run into the ground like he normally does on international breaks. So there is that. Um, he might need a couple of a couple of days just to kind of collect his thoughts. Given what's going on in his home country, it's got to be a traumatic time for for Naby. So, you know, fingers crossed he's all good and everybody related to him is all good and that the Guinea situation works out in a peaceful and, you know, democratic way. Uh, we'll leave it there for today, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.